Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Advantage Over podcast. I'm Keith Lewis, your host, and we're very grateful that you're with us today. Um, a special episode in uh, episode 17. Um, we've just had the announcement from World Rugby of the 23-strong squad for the uh, Rugby World Cup in Japan, starting in September. Um, Team 21, as it's being known as, um, obviously 20 other teams making up the playing squad, but um, Team 21 making up the playing uh, the refereeing and match official squad for the um, showcase tournament, which starts later um, in the year. So some really um, obviously proud people around the um, the rugby referee community today, and I'm sure everyone who knows any of the officials who um, are going to, to Japan will be very proud to have been working with them or been supporting them or following them. Um, and for those of you who, who aren't referees and just followed the referees as, as they'd um, come up through their careers and, and, and built their refereeing, um, development pathways. Um, you'll hopefully be um, um, have a little bit of a thought for them as they uh, as they head to their World Cups. So um, Alan Roland announced that yesterday. Um, the uh, squad is made up of three different groups: um, twelve referees, um, seven assistant referees, one of whom has been named as a specific um, dedicated. Um, Reserve referee, just in case any of the um, people on the ground get injured or ill, um, then Matthew Carley will be the um, reserve referee named as one of the assistant referees. Um, and then four TMOs as well. Um, obviously, the uh, Alain Roland had already set out at the start of the um, the year, before the, in fact, uh, last year when the Six Nations appointments were announced, that they would be selecting uh, 12 of the 14 referees that would be that were used in that in that tournament for uh, Rugby World Cup. And obviously everyone else that was involved as well will be playing for their part. So um, Six Nations has been thoroughly reviewed, all the um, matches have been um, gone through and all the analysis has been done um, and the selection committee have made their choices. So from the 14, two referees um, don't make um, the, the, the final referee squad for, for World Cup. We've already mentioned Matthew Carley, he was one of them. Um, unfortunately, I think um, a calf injury at the start of the year um, in a European Cup competition was came at the worst possible time for him. Um, but at the age of 34, he's probably got um, um, at least one, if not two, um, World Cups ahead of him. And he's, he's just broken into that top-tier referee panel. Um, and I'm sure it will keep going on the arm. So, but I think he probably count himself as unlucky. Uh, but again, we'll be going as the reserve referee, um, as one of the seven assistant referees. That's, that's positive there. So not the most difficult call for Alan, I guess, to have made in the last couple of weeks. Um, but the more difficult one, I guess, was to um, Glenn Jackson in New Zealand. Um, uh, I think over 30 tests now at international level since uh, making the step from being a full-time professional player. Um, into the um, refereeing ranks down in New Zealand um, did, um, I, I guess, for many ex people would have exceeded expectations to have, have got as far as he, he got, reached the levels that he did. And let's not forget, he did um, go as a referee to Rugby World Cup 2015. So he did one tournament, um, but sadly didn't make this year's tournament. Um, and the, the, the music, the mood music coming out of New Zealand is that potentially he will referee in Super Rugby for this season before looking at re-evaluating his um, future career choices, whether he goes into referee coaching, referee training, but obviously with a playing background behind him, um, it's really crucial. Um, it's really important for him. He can use all the skills that he's developed there to, to, to make those choices that he does in his next stage of his career. So we obviously wish him well um, and, and recognize the, um, the the heights that he got to um, as, as a referee. So um, the 12 referees that have been named, um, we have four from France. We have Pascal Gauzet, Roman Poit, um, Jerome Garcet and Matthew Renal. Uh, we have two from 
from England, so Wayne Barnes at his fourth World Cup, um, and Luke Pearce at the other end um, in his World Cup debut. We then have Jaco Piper from South Africa. We have Nigel Owens, the most experienced test referee um, in the world, um, with 87 tests to his name to far while making his, again, his fourth um, festival at Rugby World Cup. Um, the New Zealand referees um, are um, represented uh, with the whistle by Paul Williams um, at the, uh, and in his first World Cup, um, the, the, one of the most inexperienced on the panel, but between him and Nick Berry uh, coming through there. The other referee uh, from New Zealand will be Ben O'Keefe, who is the baby of the party at the uh, ripe old age of just 30. Um, he um, takes that mantle just behind uh, Luke Pearce at 31. So the final country represented um, at Rugby World Cup will be Australia and we have two referees there. Nick Berry, as I've just mentioned uh, there, one of the uh, other inexperienced group will be making his debut. Um, again, making really good progress as a, as a match official, as a referee, doing some, some great work in rugby, uh, in super rugby, um, but has also made the most of having two appointments in the Six Nations this year, the only referee of the, of the 14 to get two appointments, so obviously um, did enough during those two games to earn his place. Um, and the final uh, referee, also from Australia, is Angus Gardner, the World Rugby Referee of the Year for last year. Uh, had a really good um, season, cemented his place in the uh, top level um, of the uh, referee elite panel. So congratulations to um, Nick and Gus representing Australia. Um, and that makes up the 12 referees who will be going to Rugby World Cup um, starting in September. Uh, we're awaiting the the news of, of the summer appointments to see how those referees will be used um, over the next um, couple of months before um, the squad meet in July. Um, as we'll hear in a minute from, from Alan Roland, um, they're going to gather them all together in July ahead of the summer um, tournaments, the, the summer friendlies, the... the, the um, the, the Tri-Nations tournament, the, not, not friendly, but the competitive um, competition there will be um, refereed, obviously, by all these officials. They'll be spread out, I guess, all over the world as those warm-up games happen, um, and they'll get the experience of refereeing, I guess, in the top-tier ones. But also, um, as we saw last summer, um, don't be surprised to see some of those referees um, out in places like um, Fiji and Georgia and Canada um, and all those countries who, who still need to be refereed by these um, um, top tier officials won't have had as much experience as much face time with them um, over the years as the other one so we'll see how that those appointments come through so those are the 12 referees um, on the assistant referees front um, we already have uh, Matthew Carley we've already talked about um, we then have Carl Dixon um, uh, the, I think the newest referee um, as part of the squad um, only turned professional um, last season um, in the RFU after a, um, a, a very lengthy career in professional rugby um, at Harlequins. So he'll be going um, at the age of 36 to his first first tournament at Rugby World Cup um, and I'll be very pleased with his progress there. Um, Ireland, um, for the first time there aren't any Irish referees um, refereeing. That's the first time ever at a Rugby World Cup. But Andrew Brace will be um, there as a referee. Again, his injury in the uh, Six Nations uh, last year, I think it was, probably came at the wrong time for him. Uh, it wasn't. It was the Autumn Internationals last year when he came off a game in, in Italy, I think it was, um, which kind of put him out of the um, reckoning, I think, for Six uh, for Six Nations and then obviously from the World Cup uh, pool as well. Um, a fellow 
uh, Kiwi to add to the, the, the New Zealand referees, um, Brendan Pickerell has picked up um, a slot as an assistant referee um, at the age of, of 29. Um, I think the youngest of the whole squad, um, but he's been coming through Super Rugby for quite some time now, refereed 13 um, so 14 as assistant referee, three international tests, um, having started last year with Germany versus the USA. Um, from other countries outside of the norm, um, Federico Anselmi from Argentina, a familiar face to many of us, um, been ARing in the Six Nations. He's been in the Super Rugby panel for a number of years now, and it's great to see um, Argentina represented for the first time at Rugby World Cup since Pablo De Luca. Um, so that's it's good to see Bolly making that step um, into World Cup again. He was at 2015 um, and, and carries on um, um, into 2019. Um, and then the home appointment, um, Japan's um, Shui Kubu um, takes charge um, of, of a flag at Rugby World Cup 2019, which is great to see um, those Perhaps lesser, lesser known officials coming through um, on the world stage. Shuey's been involved in, in, world, in world rugby and super rugby for a number of years now. 13 tests to his name so far. Um, and the final of the seven um, assistant referees are, is another Frenchman. So Alex Ruiz um, of France. Been around for a while both as a... As a um, a, a relatively senior referee within the French circuit. There's an awful lot of them, so it's hard to get the, the, the top-level space for, for Alex. Um, but he's been at um, Rugby World Cup under-20s a number of times there and has, has continued to his development, so he'll be there as the seventh assistant referee. So then we look at the, the, the TMOs. World Rugby had already said that they would take four TMOs. Um, they already said that. Um, and if you look back at the appointments to Six Nations, it was kind of expected that um, those four officials would select themselves, to be, to be honest. Um, it was already, um, if you look at the, those who are regularly used, who have been used at international rugby level for a number of years now, Ben Skeen of, of New Zealand, so he will travel. Um, Marius Jonker um, has, has kind of picked up the South African TMO um, space uh, after Sean Velsman um, had a number of years there and there, but so that so Marish Yonkers kind of overtaken him, and he's been the sort of lead South African TMO, um, and Rowan Kitt um, from from the RFU would be the third name penciled in. I think um, reasonably senior, been around for a, a number of years, and has worked with a lot of the um, the RFU officials um, as when they've been refereeing. Obviously, the likes of Wayne Barnes and. Um, and, and Luke Pierce as well coming through. So seeing Kitty on the side there, um, not a surprise for Kitty to to have moved into the TMO ranks and, and to lead that field. And I think that the expectation around the circuit would be to keep a number of um, country officials, the number of TMOs from an, from as many countries as possible. Simon McDowell was probably the name that was on most people's list. Um, but that fourth slot has been taken by Graham Hughes, um, who will be at his I think it's his third uh, Rugby World Cup, um, having been at um, 2011 with 10 TMO appearances and then 12 um, in Rugby World Cup 2015. So he'll be going to his four, uh, third Rugby World Cup. Um, but that does mean that there are two um, English TMOs, um, one New Zealand TMO and one South African TMO. Um, so um, I, I suspect there'll be a little bit of um, nervousness around um, the... Uh, the selection group for the quarterfinals and beyond to see which teams get there because if you get an, an England-New Zealand um, final or semi-final that the TMO therefore picks um, themselves so they'll be hoping that um, all those four officials stay on top form stay out of controversy stick to the protocols that we're um, that we're working to and, and those I guess will be clarified over the summer to be sure there's nothing new for, for World Cup 
um, they'll be hoping that there's no controversy based there so that the appointments um, are the right appointments for the games that are in front of them. So um, perhaps a surprise there if we're looking at the, the, the decisions that were made by um, Anthony Buchanan and the selection squad um, with um, Alan Roland in there. I think the, the, the two decisions that had to be made was which are the two referees to miss out. Um, and therefore, and, and therefore, the, the the TMO decisions as well. So, um, not as clear cut a um, a, a series of panel, uh, pa not a clear cut um, selection series, I guess, by any means. Um, we'll hear from Alan Roland now and see his thoughts about um, how hard those decisions were, um, and and the choices that he had to make with it with the with the selection panel, um, and from those that um, and what happens next. So obviously, it's uh, it's May now. Um, the World Cup kicks off in twenty yeah, in, in September, um, so a number of months now. So we've got to get through the the summer appointments, the rest of the rugby super, the Super Rugby season, the international series, the Tri Nations, um, the Pacific Nations Cup. So plenty of appointments there. So let's hear from Alain um, speaking um, as the announcement was made as to his thoughts about how things progress from here. It was probably the most difficult decisions that we've had to make as as a group, and. And that stems back to what our objective was, uh, I said three years ago when I took on this position, is that we wanted to have that conversation within the group because in previous World Cups, they haven't ne necessarily had to spend a long period as discussing who, who are you going to leave out because we may not necessarily have had or there were not the same resources of, of referees that you could select to actually put into Rugby World Cup. And over the last three years, the guys have been working really hard to put their hands up. Going into the Six Nations, we had you know, 14 referees refereeing the Six Nations, and out of that, we had to pick 12. So we had a pretty robust discussion um, in the, in, with, within the group. Um, we looked at a number of factors in relation to um, where the referees currently are, um, how they've been refereeing over the last number of years, um, how they have been doing um, working collectively from a, from a team perspective. And we're now at a situation where we feel that we've been pretty, pretty confident that we've we've selected a very good, very good squad, good balance of experience, uh, and we'll have a couple of guys that would be coming in for the first World Cups, um, because we also need to look at 2019, but also with a view to succession for 2023. Thanks, Alan. Uh, can you give us a clue as to what happens next and what will Rugby World Cup look like when you get to September? From here, we'll get the squad together in Japan in July, um, and the focus is now going to be on the warm-up games as well as the uh, Rugby World Cup. So during the 40 pool games, um, the referees on average are going to be doing three, if not four games, uh, and then the AORs will they'll be doing. I haven't put an exact figure on the number of matches that they'll be doing. The team always have about 10 games each, so that's the initially the the, the pool games. Um, from there. Once the pool games have actually finished, well then as a selection group we will come reconvene and, and have a discussion around well how the performances have gone. Now the performances we would kind of review on a on, on the go on a daily basis because we were in a group we'll be able to review them as they happen. But as a as a selection group we would actually sit down on the the Monday after the quarter, the final pool game, I think is the 13th, and to decide well which referees will we be putting forward for the quarterfinals. So just looking at um, the health and fitness and the strength and conditioning of the referees in the squad, uh, how are you going to make sure they hit September in peak physical fitness given they're at the end of the season for some or in the middle of the season for others? How, how, how does that work out? 
So the SNC um, coaches of each of the unions are working with the SNC coach that we have for, for, for World Rugby with Matt. Um, and now that we know who the squad actually is going to be, who's doing what within the squad, we'll take into account the number of warm-up games and other games that are involved, as is mentioned to you, within PNC. We've got the rugby championship games that are, are to be played, which go all the way up to September. Um, so we'll have to look at um, what games are going to be involved in and tailor that in with their current training routines to ensure that by the time they get to uh, Japan in September that they'll be arriving in peak condition. So are you happy with the, the balance and the, the opportunity ahead for these guys? We have a great balance, a good mixture of a squad that have great experience, that have been around for a number of World Cups. Uh, and we also have a number of referees coming in now that'll be doing their, their first World Cup, which is very, very exciting. And as we've just heard from Rollers, it's been it's interesting to see how their thinking was, how hard those decisions were that they had to make, um, but also the breadth of experience that he's got um, in the 23-man squad as Team 21 going into September um, and the Rugby World Cup. So um, it's good to see uh, referees from all over the world. Um, obviously, the, the, the main tier One Nations are the ones that deliver most of the officials, but it's good to see others coming from around the, um, the world as well. So that's, that's a positive. Um, he's talked um, there about the blend of experience that he's got. Um, we've got some really experienced international test um, match officials uh, out there as part of this team. Nigel Owens, 87, the world record test referee. Wayne Barnes, only four tests behind him. Um, and then you've got the likes of um, Roman Poit as well, who's on 60-odd tests. Um, we've got Jaco Piper on, on 46. So some really experienced guys there. Um, but undoubtedly, some of those, this will be their last tournament. So as Rollers explained there, they are already looking ahead to 2023. Um, and I'm sure that many of those who are on debut this this time um, in 2019 will be the, the core group of referees um, for 2023. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, but that aside, it might be um, six of them might be on debut and a number of the assistant referees and TMOs are also on World Cup debut. Um, but that doesn't mean they're inexperienced match officials. Of those 23-man uh, 23 squad, there are 554 international tests amongst them. And that includes those guys, so the TMOs, the ARs who have test experience as well. Um, there are 677 international assistant referee um, matches amongst all those referees as well. Um, and as the TMOs, 217 international TMO appointments across the four of them. So real experience there. It'll be great to watch um, over the summer now as they, as they build up. It'll be interesting to see what happens um, when the team gets together in July. Um, in Japan for that real start of that team building. Uh, Matt Rodden, the uh, World Rugby um, Strength and Conditioning Coach, will be keeping a very close eye on um, off-season diets and training plans and, and making sure that um, they hit Japan um, in peak physical fitness. It's going to be an immense tournament. Um, the match officials have a crucial role to play in making sure that we get that tournament um, and it's delivered to the expectations. And it is the showcase event for, for World Rugby. Um, we have the best match officials that will be there um, overseeing those games and we'll be keeping a very close eye on it as we go through. Um, we'll be uh, hoping to uh, get some feet on the ground in Japan to get some up close and personal um, uh, content from uh, from Japan as how those referees um, build up and how they uh, go through their six weeks, six to seven weeks um, in camp and as that goes through. So do keep coming back to um, rugbyreferee.net. We'll bring you those stories when we get them. Um, and if you want to um, 
think about if, if, if the idea of refereeing is, is in your, your mind and you want to um, emulate some of these characters, um, then please do take um, the opportunity um, to, to watch them at play, to watch them at work, to see how they referee. Um, if you want to come and talk about refereeing matters, um, you're very welcome to do that through rugbyreferee.net. We have a, a really active Facebook community now. Um, so if you head to facebook.com slash groups slash rugbyreferee.net, um, you will find our community. There's a couple of questions that we asked just to make sure that we're we're letting referees or people with a specific interest in refereeing in there. And we'd love to to, to hear from you to um, help you with your refereeing, to help you understand what these guys um, are all about and how they are um, moving forward into their um, elite end of the uh, refereeing, the pinnacle of their careers to some extent at Rugby World Cup. Um, so hopefully you found the, the podcast of interest. We'll be keeping a very um, close eye and ear. We hope to bring to speak to some of those um, that squad of 23 over the next couple of months. Um, if we're allowed to, if we can get into them, um, to, to bring you those voices and to hear what they're looking forward to, what how they're going to approach um, September and October. Um, so keep checking back. We'll bring you that podcast. We'll bring you those podcasts. We'll hopefully bring you a bit more video content. Um, so yeah, so let us know what you're interested in, what you want us to cover, what questions you've got, what issues you want us to discuss and debate, whether that's law queries, whether it's approach, whether it's protocols, whether it's anything to do with refereeing um, at your level, at this level, um, we're here to help you with your refereeing. So um, let us know. You can find us across social media at rugbyreferee.net, at rugbyreferee.net on social media handles that don't allow you to have full stops in, in them. Um, or you can um, go old school and send us an email at ref at rugbyreferee.net and we'll happily pick those up um, to do that. Um, if you'd like to come on the podcast and ask a question um, audio-wise, um, get your uh, mobile phone device out, find the voice recorder system on there um, and uh, send us a file with that audio clip and we'll get that on the, on the podcast and we'll answer it for you. Um, so it's something we, we've done before and we'd love to do a bit more of that. Um, or if you're watching this um, on YouTube, um, we, uh, we're going to start to place these podcasts in video format onto YouTube as well. Um, if you want to ask a video question, by all means, we'll do that and we'll um, get that into the edit as well. So thank you very much for joining us. Um, hope you found that an interesting um, couple of minutes looking ahead to Rugby World Cup 2019. Congratulations to all those match officials who I know listen to it. Um, some of the uh, those 23 will be listening now. Congratulations to you. Um, if you do want to come on the podcast, we look forward to, uh, to giving you the chance to do that. Um, and we'll catch up with you soon. So that's it for now. Advantage over.